It is Monday, November 27th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. It's good to see you, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well. It's great to be back. I apologize to our fans for missing uh, an episode last week. But yeah, I was dealing with some stuff. And I was sick. I was like real sick. Yeah. And I, I don't usually get sick. I, I have... Uh, I've had a good track record with that lately, but this one just got me. There's nothing I could do. That's all right. That's what we're here for. Some Sometimes you can't make your start on your start day. Gets pushed back. And you were wise to do that because we've got some great news that happened over the last several days since we last had a show. It's the reason I am donning a St. Louis Cardinals hat because everybody woke up Monday morning to the news that Sonny Gray is reportedly headed to St. Louis, three years, $75 million. This is coming on the heels of them signing a couple other mid-30s guys in Kyle Gibson and Lance Lynn. John Mosaloc said, I needed to rebuild the rotation. How's he doing? I mean, he rebuilt it. He's got five, six guys, I think, there that, uh, you know, can form a big league rotation. We've got, you know, I think three of their top four guys in the top 100 prospects are also pitchers. So there's a little bit of organizational depth. Um, you definitely have built some depth in the rotation i don't i know he said three pitchers and they got three starters i don't know if they're done yet i think that there might be some exploring some avenues in the trade market for them i think that's kind of where my head goes to i don't know about like financially committing more to uh i don't think yamamoto is necessarily in play but i guess i won't rule it out uh guys that free agent class i don't know if they go there see rosie but there are some guys in the trade market who i think um I think it really make this rotation something. And if we if we get a Sonny Gray um, and you have a Michaelis and then maybe another kind of like a top of the rotation guy there, you have the depth. We like the lineup. You and I both foolishly said last year how much we liked the lineup. Uh, yes, we more did. Than the Braves. There's a lot to like about this Cardinals team. There really is. I, I, I do think, yes, they have a rotation, C-Rosa. Yes, they filled it out. I think they can do better. I really do, and I think I think that they might still be in play for some of these guys. Um, but to sign three pitchers uh, in the offseason before the winter meetings, that's that's like a, I think you have to uh, applaud the front office there. And if you're a Cardinals fan after last year uh, uh, and, and just kind of the debacle that it was, I think you got to be pretty stoked that the team has taken action this fast. Now, if this was just it and this is all they did, I, I would think I would grade their offseason at something like a. I give him like a B minus. Yep. Right. C like Sonny Gray's a Sonny Gray's that's a big fish that you just got to come there and settle for three years. I think they can do better though. How about that? Okay. We're being honest. I was bummed when I saw this today. Oh. Yeah. I you gotta explain yourself. Why? Because I would rather have seen Sonny Gray in Cadil with the Baltimore Orioles. Okay. Team like that that needed him. I would even have rather seen him do it with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, I thought he would be the perfect guy. The, I'm sorry. The Cardinals are coming off their worst season since 1990. Forgive me if I don't have a ton of enthusiasm. And although the first two signings are guys that have certainly accomplished a lot at this level, I tweeted today, hey, man, if they're trying to win the over 30 championship, they're on a roll. And that's not a joke. Look at their entire rotation, right? Sonny yes. Gray, how old is he? 34? 
Lance Lynn's going to be 37 next year. Kyle Gibson's 36. Michaelis is 35. You forget about that. And Steven Matz turns 33 next. He's the kid in the rotation. But So what are we trying to do here? I'm just a little confused by it. I understand Sonny Gray. Uh, he finished second in the Cy Young last year. He actually had his best ERA plus over a two-year span in Minnesota than he had anywhere else, whether it was Oakland or the Yankees or Cincinnati. His best stop so far has been Minnesota when you look at the entirety of his stay. Um, I just was bummed. I thought he was going to be like the final piece to a young rotation. And here we go. And it goes to St. I mean, Louis. Isn't that what they have in St. Louis? I mean, they not no. a young rotation or a young no. squad, but they needed they desperately needed somebody to get back to being the Cardinals, man. Like I and, you know, you can talk about on the field, like off the field as well. Sonny Gray is going to do wonders for that organization. I, I get all like, that. We I'm talked not about that it's... all last year, how bad it was there in that clubhouse and, and just kind of like the aura around the Cardinals, which we don't usually say he's going to be able to alleviate some of that. But like you can say, you can say that about any free agent that signs not on this specific team. I, I'm surprised you have that take to be honest with you. No, I'm not. I was bummed. I wanted to see him go somewhere where he was the final piece, not a, okay. Like they're all right. And they're, listen, the Cardinals could turn this around quickly. They yes, really could. They're, they they're in a division that is seemingly in transition, right? I think the Cubs are really stepping on the accelerator. I expect them to make some serious moves this offseason. I thought the re – hell, if he had gone back to Cincinnati, that would have been interesting to me. With all those young arms they've got that need somebody to be the ringleader, to be the guy that says, hey, follow me every five days. This is how we're going to go do it. Like, I thought that would have been kind of cool with – with St. Louis, I'm not saying that it's a bad move at all. I think it's a smart move by the Cardinals. I don't mind what they've done. But if you're asking me as a baseball fan, if I'm super enthusiastic about Sonny Gray going to St. Louis, I'm not. Okay. I mean, I guess I see your point there, Chris. I guess I see your point. I don't think they're done. I don't think the Cardinals are done. Oh, I, don't I think either. Like, no one's going to ever, like, um, use the word sexy when describing the Cardinals, that's just not, Never. we're not, it's just not what they do. They don't, they don't do sexy. They, they, nope. they do banana Republic, bro. Like this is what uh. they do. Um, but how long have we talked about like, Hey, they have this uh, too many outfielders or too many guys nope. uh, yeah, that are at, is at the big league level. They need to make some room. Like I still think there can be a trade coming. And guess what? They're going to be selling very low on those guys right now. Very low. Some of them depends who they sell. They're not selling Jordan Walker. That's the only guy you would sell high on. The rest of the crew, I don't think nobody's coming off a, a splash year. You're you're selling off of the potential, which still could get you something. There are some outfield needy teams out there, so we'll see where they go. Uh, in the meantime, news out of the AL Central. Kenta Maeda stays in the division, moving from Minnesota to Detroit, two for twenty-four. Detroit had a really solid second half of the season. How close are they to competing to win that division? I, I think they're I think they're close. I think they're right there. I think they can compete next year in the AL Central. It wouldn't surprise me one bit if, you know, we looked up in, in August, like we were talking about them being within striking distance. I don't think there's any team that's head and shoulders above uh, anybody else and, and look i'm a twins guy like I, I i want to be praising my twins and there are some things you can definitely praise about them uh but there's there's question marks man like that that twins team is really young and they have you know they have some veterans 
in the rotation, but a lot of, or one veteran in the rotation. There's some young guys in that rotation. There's some young guys up and down the lineup. Um, you can talk more about your guardians, but like, I, I don't think there's a team there that's like, Oh, for sure. They're taking it down. I guess the twins would be that team, but I think like, again, there's, there's some question marks there and the tigers. Yeah. They did have a, a, a nice September. Um, they have, uh, a couple guys who performed well offensively, uh, last year. They can continue to kind of like take that upward trajectory. Like they're, they're there. They're in the mix at least like, we need Javi Baez to be motivated and, and kind of like, I mean, you can't have a 500 OPS, bro. You can't, you just can't do that. Like let's get motivated and get back and, and that'll help a lot. But they had some guys step up last year. We talked about McKinstry Carpenter. We talked about Torkelson. We, how long we've we been talking about him. There's a lot of guys there um, that you can kind of dream upon. So if you're asking me when or, or, or if they can compete, you know, they bring in Canna, which I think is, is a great mm-hmm. for their clubhouse and great for their offense. Um, I think they can compete. As early as next year, I really do, and I like the Kentamaida signing. And if you really, it's funny because he came back last year with the Twins, and his first start was against the Tigers, and he did look really good against them. He had that splitter going. Um, he misses a lot of bats. He's he's not your typical. I mean, he's not a power pitcher whatsoever. I mean, he throws ninety miles an hour with his fastball, but it plays up. Like if you're a Tigers fan and you're looking at this guy and saying, "Well, we got a guy that throws a splitter and a ninety mile an hour fastball." Trust me, it plays up. This guy can miss bats. Um, I, I like the signing, and I think that uh, I think they're closer than a lot of people give them credit for. They this should be the year they go. There's no excuse for them not to be in this thing. In fact, as a baseball fan, I would be disappointed if they didn't take that next step. Right? A lot of it was built around the young pitching, which unfortunately has been injured. Now, Scooball he came back last year and was phenomenal. Had an ERA yes. under three. Matt Manning only made 15 starts, but he showed some stuff. Um, Reese Olsen, I thought was really good. We didn't expect a ton from him, and I thought he pitched well. Casey Mize, the former number one overall pick, I don't know what you're going to get from him. So Maeda is a nice addition here. Uh, it's it's going to be hard for him to follow up the year that Erod had. He had an all star first half and was decent enough in the second half. Now I look at their lineup. As good as Torkelson was in the second half, and he had 19 homers and an over nearly 820 OPS, he's got to continue to grow. Riley Green, stay healthy, my man, because I think that he's on the cusp of being the dude in Detroit. Kerry Carpenter was the only guy out of their position players who had a war over two, and he was barely over two. So they need to kind of take that next step and grow together, but it's right there. And I wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me if they go add another veteran, maybe to the outfield, and say, "Yeah, we need one more bat that can be a guy in addition to bringing Marcana in." But they're close. Would you go Twins, Guardians, Detroit? Not yet. Not yet. Uh, the Guardians lineup needs to show me that they're going to improve significantly. I st- I like their rotation a lot still. I would Twins, go Tigers, Twins, Tigers, Guardians wow. for now, but subject to change. I mean, we'll see how much the Twins are going to cut payroll and we'll see if the Guardians add any offense. But as of right now, that's the way I see it. And I don't think it's a huge separation between one and three. All right. So that's we're kind of I in lockstep here. I feel like, you know, we both think that they can compete this year. Yeah, they can. In fact, I, I told you I'd be disappointed if they didn't. Yeah, I think they need to go make some other moves, but Kenta Maeda is solid. He gave the Twins 100 innings after he came back from injury, so that was good. 
All right, uh, familiar trade partners back at it again in the middle of last week. Mariners, they shipped third baseman Eugenio Suarez to Arizona for fireball and reliever Carlos Vargas and backup catcher Zebi Zavala. More of a thumbs up for the D-backs or a head-scratching move for Seattle? I always give the positive spin here, C-Rosie, so I'll take the D-backs. I, I think I love this. I mean, I don't think. I know I love this move for the D-backs. I really do. Um, for a couple different reasons. I, I think that Eugenio will give them, you know, stability at the position. I know my guy Longo filled in uh, a great there, but by the end of the year he was platooning, and I think this is this gives them a chance to just kind of like set it and forget it. And Eugenio can do it on both sides of the ball, so you're going to get, you know, uh, an offensive threat that's going to hit some homers. You're going to get a guy that can play defense, and you're just going to let him go do his thing. I, 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 there's something about that. Like I don't got to worry about that. Okay, great. He's our third baseman. Awesome. Um, I think that's great for a Diamondbacks team that just and, – and let this marinate a little bit, C-Rosie, or just think about it. They just went on a World Series run. The Diamondbacks were in the World Series, people. Yep. Like It's still fun to say that. Uh, so I, I love it for them. I, I, I absolutely love it for them, giving up, uh, you know, a backup catcher. And a guy, yeah, he throws hard, but, you know, uh, you know his numbers in AAA weren't great. He has command issues. There's a lot There's a lot of those guys out there. There's right. a lot of guys that throw hard with command issues out there. So you're getting a guy for it's two years, right? Um, I believe. No. Well, it's the possibility. It's one more guaranteed, and then it could be a, a $2 million buyout. We'll see what happens. I, I love it for them. I don't necessarily understand it from a Mariner standpoint, except that they're trying to get away from strikeouts and that's part of Suarez's game. So mm -hmm. like you, you get rid of him. I don't know where they're going to go in the third base market. They're not going after Chapman. I don't believe. And they said they're out on show. Hey, I, I for me, this, I want to give praise to the D backs. Great job. Mariners. I don't know what they're doing. So the, well, I know what the Mariners are doing. They're trying to win 54% of the time. You just listen Stop. to their president. That's what they're trying to do. So I know. That's it. I know. Don't okay. clean that up right now. Now, some people just see it strictly as a salary dump. I don't necessarily see it that way. The, one of the last things you said, I think, was one of the most important, was that they're trying to get away from strikeouts. Last year, they had three of the top eight strikeout guys. Teoscar, probably not coming back. Suarez was number one in the American League, and Julio was number eight, I believe. Julio's not going anywhere. Um, so if they utilize that money and take it elsewhere – then I understand this. If they don't, then it is a huge, huge head-scratcher for me. Um, maybe they're looking at Suarez and they say, okay, he hit 22 homers a year ago, which is his fewest in a full season since 2016. So maybe he's at the point of his career where that power is starting to dip. It's okay to strike out 214 times in a year if you're going to hit me 38 bombs. If you're going to hit me 22, I can't have you striking out 214 times. So maybe that's the thing, and they're going to put Urias over at third for now. Like, if you give me the Urias of two years ago in Milwaukee, great. If he's what we saw last year between Milwaukee and Boston, that ain't going to be good enough. And let's remember, I think that the Mariners have to answer as much to the guys in that clubhouse as they do to their fans or anybody else. Let's remember what Cal Raleigh said at the end of last season. When they got eliminated – they played the Rangers that last weekend, and they're like, that team spent money. They're going places. Well, little did we know that they were going to go all the way and kiss the commissioner's trophy. They got that ring, baby. That Those are not words that should ring hollow at this point. Jerry DePoto should be on notice. Like, you can't make this move and not have a backfill idea. 
or a major move coming. Because if so, if you if you don't do anything, that's a massive failure. Uh, MLB trade rumors list a bunch of guys that are available through the trade market too. Guys like uh, Justin right. Turner, guys like a Gio Urshela. You know, there, there's other names out there. So yes, like if you if this is a lateral move and you're bringing somebody else in and maybe he's making less money or you're you're reallocating somewhere else, sure. But show me, man. I got to see it yep. because right now I I think I think they I think they made their team worse. We don't they know did. what the we don't know what the next move is. I understand that. Um, but I, I, I don't, I don't think he was the problem. No, I don't think he's a problem. Listen, I don't care that over. he led the league. I really don't care that he led the league in strikeouts. I do agree with you. you. You want more power and usually you do get more power from him, but knowing what I know from that team, it's great in the clubhouse. Very well liked. Um, great dude. I just, I love this move for the D-backs. I really do. Well, let's remember, Seattle basically had to eat Suarez's contract to get the guy that they really wanted in that trade for Winker, Cincinnati. Yeah. That was Jesse Winker. And it ended up Suarez that outlasted Winker in Seattle. And by the way, you said he's not a good guy in the clubhouse. He is a great guy yeah. in the clubhouse. Go talk to anywhere he has been. That dude is A++. right? He's got this saying, good vibes only. Like That's his thing. You don't come into the clubhouse with a piss poor attitude no woe is me and i'm in a two for 27 slump like no yeah like we're all gonna go through that we we take only good vibes and that's why i love him and i think that's why he fits in arizona all right let's move on to from fact to the rumorville which is always my favorite part of the offseason john paul morosi says that if the cubs do not bring back cody ballinger trading for Bo bichette could be in the cards and they would move him to third base does that sound insane from Toronto's standpoint? I don't have a reason. Like, I racked my brain. There's no reason for Toronto to trade Boba Shet. Like, give me one reason to trade this guy. I don't I have will give unless you, one. you Okay, you can't sign him long term? I think you have to. I think they're going to make a choice between. Yes, because both Why? he and Vladdy are up at the same time. What no teams ever signed look at the Texas Rangers just signed two guys to long term deals that okay. will cost well, way more on, than stop. these two guys are gonna cost at this point. And they won the World Series. You can do both. You can do both. Wait a second, you can't say that one of them signed for 320 and the other guy signed for 180. Which one of these guys is gonna settle for the 180? Combined five you don't think half a billy is gonna get it done with these guys? Well, okay, but what you what you're saying is so you think both? Of I don't them think would any say, of these guys I'll are going to get $300 million. Dollars. That's what I'm saying. Really? I don't look. I don't think there's no reason to trade either of those guys. Like you should be actively trying to lock them up now. If you've gotten to a stalemate and you're and and someone said to you you're not going to lock me up, and so now what? He's going to be a free agent in 2026. You still have two years of Bo Bichette. I don't know, man. I think this is rumor talk. I will be. I will. I'd be really mad at the Blue Jays if they traded Bo Bichette. I really would. There's just no reason. This guy's an excellent player with, with potential to be even better than he already is. He's only got three years in the league, which is kind of shocking to me. Uh, three years in – excuse me. This is his fourth year in the Boy. league. Uh, it's still shocking. It feels like he's been around forever. He's been producing ever since he's been in the league. I just – that makes your team worse, like big time. And where are you going to find a replacement? I don't care who you trade for. Do you think that – some of these rumors are floating around to try and get him to maybe sign. No, 
I mean, I don't know. That's that's a whole different aspect of well free agency. Okay, so you you brought up the big point, which is there aren't a lot of teams where there are two stars online where they're going to be free agents. I mean, Vladdy and Bobachet are going to be free agents at exactly the same time. They're both in their mid twenties. They're they're different players, right? I mean, Vladdy has got massive, massive pop. Bo's got plenty of pop, but he's a guy that has twice led the American League in hits. If you had to pay one, which if you had to pay one, if you could only do it in Toronto, which one are you doing? Gosh, you put me on the spot right here. I think in my mind, straight off, I'm taking the shit. Are you really? Yeah. Why? I don't have the numbers up in front of me. I know they're both pretty dang good. Vladdy's Vladdy's had some incredible years. I think he won dot of it one year. I don't have it up in front of me again. But he he finished runner up in the MVP a couple of years ago. I and I'm always I'm always going to pick the middle infielder. Especially a guy that can hit like Bobachet. Now he doesn't have the power, like you said, of Vladdy, but like he's offensively a threat. And can play the middle infield. Some people don't like, you know, him at shortstop. But like, mm-hmm. this guy's an athlete. I think, you know, I, maybe Vlad will age better than anyone thinks. I think Bobuchet will age a little bit better than Vladdy. There's no wrong answer there. Also, so you put me on the spot, making me sure look. Is. Good, but I would pick Bobuchet. There's gonna, there's probably gonna be a wrong answer because one will most likely outplay the other over the life of a long term contract. That that's probably that's just fact. It usually and happens. you, Chris. It's funny. I had this conversation with uh, with Brady the other day. He's like, I'm taking Bo Bichette every day of the week. I was like, really? Vlad's not going to have to move positions. Some people might be worried about his body as he gets older. I think he's just good. I think he's one of those dudes that's always going to be able to just mash and hit. I know he didn't. I know he wasn't great last year. I understand that. I know. He's had he's two there. years, two yeah. years in his five years over an 800 OPS, which is actually, I, that's shocking to me. He did Isn't have the his... one daughter year, but every other year, every other year besides that, he floats around a 790 OPS. I'm not saying that there's not. So that to me, but... I'm, I'm team Boba team Boba Because your, your attribute that you bring as Vlad is, is a hitter and power. Uh, by the way, if he is going to get traded, Boba the Cubs make a lot of sense here. A lot. I think um, I think he would be a perfect addition to what they're trying to do there. I think he would have no problem moving to third base, and they have six of the top 100 prospects, including four or five of them that could make their debut in 2024. So if the, if the Blue Jays are going to get rid of a guy of that ilk, they still want to compete because look at the, all the money that they poured into that pitching staff in particular. Like, they're not just trading a guy just to say, okay, we're kind of rebuilding on the fly. No, they are still trying to win the World Series next year. I think Bo Bichette has been one of the worst marketed players in mm. the big leagues. How about I think that? that's fair. Totally. I think this guy is a superstar. He's got the look. He's got the swing. He's got the lineage. Like, he's got everything. And I'm not saying Toronto's not a big market. It is. Uh, but if he was on a team that was in the postseason and probably in a team that was in the States with a little more pizzazz or whatever, you ha- what have you, I think he could be, um, you know, like one of the faces of baseball. I'll take it a step further. I think the Blue Jays, for some reason, 
to me, they're behind the San Diego Padres, the second most confusing team we've gotten this <laughs> Seriously. Like, I even think they're more confusing than the Mets. I thought the Mets just had a, a terrible year last year. I, it was just a bizarre season. But I kind of understood everything. Like, I look at that team in Toronto and I say, what's going on here? Like, they couldn't get a hit against you guys in the playoffs? Weird. Really weird. Mm-hmm. Now, we'll see. I don't think he's going anywhere, but it's fun fodder. All right, last one. Speaking of uh, guys who are, are getting a little publicity. Randy Rosarena, one of GQ's men of the year. Wow, really? Surprising? A, a little bit. <clears throat> I mean, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Go baseball. We need that. And Randy's obviously a star. We always talk about that. Yeah, I love it with the pose and everything. He's he's fan-friendly. He's fun. He's, he's bringing the top hat back, which is awesome. Yes, the top hat. I'm a big fan of the top hat and the cane. A nod to what, like Winston Churchill or something? Yeah, I don't think Winston Churchill was ever on the cover of GQ. Let me go check that. Mm. So let's take this a step further. Who would you like to see as a GQ man of the year from our company? I have two. Uh, easy. Uh, okay. One, I'm going to go with Taylor Jackson, who uh, is one of like the heads of our social department. Uh, she's so crushes it. Year. Well, yeah. They're, Kim Kardashian was a GQ man of the year this year. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, you didn't know that? Did not. Get in the know, C-Rosie. So Taylor Jackson, I think, will be my number one choice because she's just good at everything and a phenomenal person, and she helps our company out a lot. Sorry, Kyle. I get it. You do it, too. Uh, The other guy who I think is going to burst onto the scene uh, in the boxing world is Dan Canobio. He's got something going, man. I I told him that when we were in Blitzball. I said, you're going to get so famous and leave us and you're going to be on pay-per-view and doing all these things. Don't forget about us, Dan. Uh, he's yeah. done a phenomenal job. And usually I talk crap about him, but right now I'm giving him some praise. Old man, Dan. I know. I was thinking about him. I'm going to go with uh, run young Ronnie in our business. I'm a, I'm a big fan. First of all, if you just saw him, you know, he's, he's part-time male model for John Boy Media, right? He's got the whole thing, the whole look. He's got a little bit of swag. Uh, mm-hmm. Quiet confidence, but very complimentary with everything. He's one of our guys behind the scenes that does just just does tremendous work, particularly on like the blitz ball battles and the floor ball and ball on play league. That's where he really shines. Oh, look at that! Look at that picture. That's him, that's him and my brother just just chopping it up at the pool hall. That's pretty good. Yeah, I was just, I was looking at the other guy. I thought I didn't know he was friends with Zach Galifianakis. Cool. Oh, you call my brother Zach Galifianakis? There's worse things to do. Jeez. I saw him interviewing people by the plants. Yeah. Up there. So, Ronnie, you go do your thing, man. I believe you. I'm buying stock in Ronnie. But three very oh, good God. suggestions. It's really Well, good. Ronnie and Dan are like a tandem. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. T-Jack still wins for me, though. Yeah, she's the best. She's the best. I always love it when she sends me a little text on Tuesdays. Don't forget about your John Boy Media football touchdown pick of the week. I want to be in that. You guys don't include me in that. BS. Go go talk to somebody else. I don't make those decisions, but you would be laps behind me. It's the one thing I'm good at. I nail it every week. I had Jalen Hurts this week. He crushed it. Gave me two more touchdowns. I think I it's that. me and Dalton and then the rest of the field, to be honest Dalton's with you. psycho. I love him. He is a psycho. He would not be our GQ man of the year, but he would be something. Nicky right. Cass punching air right now. No, we can't. Yeah, we can't. Yeah, His head can't. is so big. Oh, my God. 
All right. Listen, we're back at it later in the week. We're going to do this Wednesday, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Hopefully there will be a little bit more news in the next 48 hours or so. We always appreciate you hanging out. For our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, and the uber-talented and now healthy Trevor Plouffe, I am Chris Rose. We will see you Wednesday on Baseball Today.